It's time for JT the Brick. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Rolling into the Super Bowl, and it's an actual nightmare. They're practicing in our building, our headquarters, and they're playing in our stadium. We knew it was going to be an issue, and it's an issue. Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, to go get us another one. I really can't believe this is happening. JT the Brick. So as I look at this matchup, I hate it. I hate it, but I got to do my job and I got to do my show. Am I furious about it? Hell yeah, I'm furious about it. But if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. They're practicing in our building, our headquarters, and they're playing in our stadium. I really can't believe this is happening. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. It's an actual nightmare. And now, no, no, no. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. The day after the Super Bowl, the aftermath as I begin today on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. No apologies. I think you've all been there where I am now. It was a long seven days, a lot of radio, a lot of shows, a lot of talking, a lot of late nights. Yesterday was a very long day, ended very late, and my voice is in a pinch. So I'll get that out of the way. You've all been there. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not apologizing for it. I had a lot of fun, talked too much, went to a couple of concerts, Luke Combs, last night, Mark Davis's party was epic, singing along to a lot of your favorites, and uh, I'm hurting for it today. Feel great, feel actually great, but the voice, the voice went through a workout. I think the last thing I did was singing along to Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top at about 1.30 in the morning at the Raiders after party, which was one of the best after parties I've ever been to because there were no Chiefs there. <laughs> it was just the Raider organization. So here's what we're going to do today. Voice is a little bit in a pinch, no big deal, but you're going to help. I don't have one of those shows, you know, that have six co-hosts to clap and just, you know, talk and do nothing, but they just make fun of them. I, I could use six co-hosts today. I, I, I wish I had one of those shows where I had four nobodies sitting in here just laughing and, and cackling jokes because I, I put them to work today. It's just me. So And tonight i got to do another three hours on Sirius XM. That'll be fun. But on that show, I'm probably not going to talk any Raiders other than Vegas hosting the Super Bowl and being a magnificent host city. Today is Raiders' reaction to our tsunami ultimate nightmare of the Chiefs winning in our building. That's the show. It's going to be the show anyway. If the Niners won, we were going to spend two hours just bashing the Chiefs. Dynasty, no dynasty, all of that. Well, today it's a little bit different. Today, as my wife calls me, Raider therapist. A handful of times a year, I'm a Raiders therapist. Raider fans come to me. To exercise their demons. Well, this is a big one. This is a big one as we open up the show here because I got Raider fans yesterday watching the game in a big watch party at Dre's with Corona and Modelo. I'll be thanking a lot of people over the next couple of days here. Steve Gomez and the team, everyone who works and, and sets us up and is a partner. So my son went to the game. I stayed back, my wife, and we went to Dre's on the rooftop, and it was Absolutely perfect. 50 Cent performed. The weather was great. We were in T-shirts. The sun was ripping down. I was there with the black hole. You know, Cisco, Mark Jones, Gorilla Rilla, Violator, significant others. And I never saw anything like this before. We were watching the game together, and no one knew what to do. Every time the Niners made a play, people were pissed off. Every time Kansas City made a play, people were upset. I haven't been around that a lot. I've been doing this a long time, and I'm a diehard fan. So it was awkward to watch a game 
with the hardcore Raider fans. These are the elite of the Raider fans. This is the top of the list, the Mount Rushmore guys. And they're just looking at the game like me, and we're just in shock, like, what is this? Get me another Corona, please. You know, get me a Modelo. What is going on here? And that's why I watched the game. After the game, went back home, changed, and went to this party at the Fountain Blue that Mark Davis put together. And I walked in there. I've never seen anything like this. You know how long I've been around? 25 years with the team. Nothing came close to this. They actually built out a ballroom at Fountain Blue. I don't know how many weeks it took. You know, a ballroom where you have a wedding. Imagine an empty ballroom. They built the concert hall, a real concert hall with boots and VIP boots and risers, stands to sit in. And then the stage was magnificent, and behind the stage was the backdrop of Allegiant Stadium, the same look. And you wouldn't believe the lineup that played here. I mean, it was everybody. It was so different. I mentioned Billy Gibbons, right? Ray Parker Jr. singing Ghostbusters live acoustic. Gladys Knight of Gladys Knight and the Pips comes out. Mickey Johnson comes out. Mickey comes out and sings, We Built This City, Starship. That was unbelievable. Got the place up on their feet. It was just tremendous guitar playing, rock and roll. Don Henley performs Hotel California. So you just sat there like, who's coming out next? And then the next group would come out. Then Sheila E. comes out, and she blows the roof off. So that was pretty unbelievable. And it was for the Raider organization. And for Mark Davis rewarded them for all the hard work they did and, you know, preparing for the Super Bowl and selling tickets and working. So it was nice to be with the family last night, but it was a late night. Wife, wife and I got out of there, and we're like, woo, okay. That was a long one. And got up today, and I watched a couple of shows. And, you know, I went back. I do this every Monday after the Super Bowl. I watched the game again. But I didn't watch the whole game. I didn't have enough time. So I watched overtime again. And to see the end of the fourth quarter in overtime, and the Chiefs prevailed 25-22. to 22. So here's the problem we have. We've got a big problem. This is now a dynasty, which we didn't want to say. They are a dynasty. They won three out of five. That checks the box. Uh, number two, Mahomes and Andy Reid are chasing Belichick and Brady. I, n- I never thought I'd say that in my lifetime, and they might get there. They might get there. They're that good. Uh, number three on this is that we know the most important thing that happened in our building. You know, they put the Chiefs flag in the middle of the field. That's not good. And for the Chiefs, they're really good in our building, and they find a way to win. And this team now deserves to be congratulated. You know, I got a lot of stupid people that follow me on social media. They're pretty dumb. And I say congratulations to the Chiefs Super Bowl champions. Oh, my God. What do you mean, oh, my God? Are you that stupid that you can't acknowledge a dynasty? I'm not rooting for them, but I tip my cap. Whenever someone beats us, season ticket holder, tip your cap. You won the game. Doesn't mean you like them. Don't mean I'm going to go out and buy their gear. I'm not going to put a Chiefs hat on, but I'm acknowledging what they did. And they won the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So that was a big part of this. But I don't know how you feel as Raider fans today. I got to do a radio show. You don't have to listen to a radio show. You might be sleeping in today. I don't know what you're doing because it's a late night. But I got to get through these next two hours, and it's my ultimate nightmare. The one thing that I didn't want to see is the Chiefs to win in Vegas in the Super Bowl. The Bills should have beat them. The Ravens should have beat them. Oh, my God, the Niners were a better team the whole game. And the Niners couldn't close the deal. If you want to come in here and trash the Bang Bang Niners, please do. They listen a lot. We see the numbers in the Bay Area. You can hear us in the Bay Area on the Raiders' global app. So I don't know where you want to go with this. 
I, I'm more shocked at how Kansas City won this game when they didn't play well. Now, they didn't play a classic game. This was not a great game. The first half was awful. End of the first quarter, it was 0-0. Penalties all the time, mistakes, 10-3 at the half. I'd love your report, too. I'd like to hear what you thought of Usher. I thought Usher was fantastic, much better than I thought. And then the game, the game kind of got better, and the game got better because there was a lot on the line. And then the Chiefs end up winning the game. In overtime, with three seconds remaining, there's a report that the Niners didn't know the overtime rules. Anybody didn't know the overtime rules for the Niners should be fired today. I'd fire them. Okay? It's simple. You score, it doesn't matter. The other team's going to have an opportunity to score. If you don't know that and you're a professional football player, quit. Quit. If you're a football player, quit. And for everybody else, I look at it simply, the Chiefs did not play well and they won the game. The Chiefs were shut out in Baltimore in the second half. Shut out. Didn't score. And they were shut out in the first quarter of the Super Bowl and got a late field goal before halftime. Where was that field goal came? With 20 seconds to go. So follow me here. The Chiefs were shut out in Baltimore in the second half and should have not scored in the first half of the Super Bowl. And they beat Baltimore and they beat the Niners doing that. The question is why? They have a young quarterback in the prime of his career who can make plays with his legs. You want a Raider topic? You want a Raider topic? That's your topic if you don't want to talk about the Chiefs. If that doesn't prove to you that the Raiders need a young quarterback who can run, I don't know what, you'll never be proved incorrectly on that. You have to have a quarterback who can run. A lot of mistakes in the game. Kyle Shanahan lost another Super Bowl with the lead. He had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. He was up 19-16 late in the game when they kicked that field goal. I'm going to get into that when they kicked that field goal to go up in the fourth quarter, 19-16. They checked down on a third down. They checked down on a third down. I was like, "You no. You are not checking down on a third down. And they did. And I thought the Kansas City defense was outstanding. Man, that's a good unit. Led by Steve Spagnola. Very good unit there. But no one really had a big game. No one really had an unbelievable game other than Christian McCaffrey. I thought he was the best player on the field. Brock Purdy, he didn't play horrible. I thought he was making better decisions than Mahomes in the first half of the game. But what do you think was the difference in this game? Like usual, they didn't guard Kelsey for a few plays, just didn't cover him, right? I thought when you were watching the Super Bowl, you toasted one for me when Kelsey in the second half was running free and no one was guarding him going, oh, oh, JT always talks about that. Yeah, I always talk about that. They had the Taylor Swift effect. Didn't bother me. I think they showed. I didn't watch every play. You know, I'm at an outdoor party, kind of keeping an eye on things, but not like scrutinizing every play and how many times they showed Taylor Swift. But that was a big deal. But for me, the conversation on this platform, Raider Nation Radio, is how should we all deal with this today? What advice would you give the Raider Nation? Because they're not all going to take my advice. Some people don't agree with me. I don't know why, but some people don't like me, but they listen. (laughs) And other people jump in. And want to talk about these issues. So as a Raider fan, what do we do? 702-365-9200. 702-Vegas. 365-9200. Tell you another quick story. Hanging out with the Black Hole guys. They got together with Antonio Pierce. And they told me about this. We're sitting in a cabana. And I'm I'm filming on all this. And Antonio Pierce gets all of this. They gave him a Black Hole jacket. They presented him a Black Hole jacket. 
Uh, Antonio Pierce is now in the black hole as an official member. And he convinced those guys that he's the right guy to do this. And I will say I do agree with that too. I totally agree. I'm not saying Antonio Pierce is the best coach ever. We're going to see him as a head coach coming up this year. But he's the right guy now to deal with this scenario we're all dealing with of the Kansas City Chiefs now going for a three-peat. They're going for a three-peat. So anybody who wants to leave, like Chris Jones, anybody, Andy Reid, that was a bunch of garbage, thinking about retiring, no. Maybe maybe there's a player on that team that could leave in free agency, but you know what he's going to say? No, I'm going to stay because I want a three-peat and be the first to do that. And guess who else is going to want to play for him? Guys who want to get a ring. Guys who are saying, I need a ring, and I'm not going to get it anywhere else other than Kansas City, and I'm in year 11, so I'll go be a reserve. I'll go be a backup reserve guy and get a ring. That's a problem, too. They can get players who are really good, and they can get them on the cheap because they want to play in Kansas City. They want to play for that team. Now, as you know, I've been doing this a while here in Vegas, and I think a lot of people are going to want to play in Vegas for the right reasons. No state taxes, great place to live, great real estate. Your money goes farther out here, all that. But, no, I think it's easier to play for Kansas City now if you want to win a championship. I mean, look at them. They're a dynasty. They've won three out of five, and they're going for a three-peat now. So am I devastated? No, I'm not devastated that Kansas City won. I knew they were capable of doing it. But I'm trying to get Raider fans' reaction now on how it's going to motivate you and the organization to win again. You know, I talked to Mark last night. Last night was mostly about how the Raiders and the organization pulled off a great week here. We knew the Raiders weren't in the playoffs, so don't give me this garbage. What are the Raiders celebrating? How come they're having parties? The Raiders hosted the Super Bowl, and everybody said the Super Bowl was amazing. I'm sure there's some curmudgeons and angry radio guys who don't have any friends and flew out on Friday and didn't stay to Sunday because they didn't have a ticket to a party. They didn't nobody one out here, and they're going to go back and say that their luggage was 10 minutes late and the Super Bowl sucked. That's what, that's what people do in radio. Some of the sports radio geek guys who have been doing this. And they're going to rip on Vegas. Everything I saw was pretty positive. Drove around the town. I got around pretty easy. I was surprised. Uh, ride chairs I took were on time. And, you know, everything was a little bit more expensive. That's the Super Bowl. <laughs> you got the Super Bowl F1. Things are going to cost a little bit. But today is a simple show. This was something that I don't like to talk about in sports. A worst-case scenario. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. The Chiefs crowned their dynasty at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, in front of all of us, either there or on TV. How are we going to deal with it? You want to blow it off? Blow it off. I want to hear specifically from Raider fans on what this can do to shake the organization up so they can start winning at the level of Kansas City. What type of energy does this bring to Antonio Pierce? What does this do for Max Crosby and Devontae? What does it do for the fans who sometimes, and not all of them, this isn't directed at the entire Raider Nation because most of the Raider Nation doesn't go to games. But those fraud fans who sell their tickets on StubHub to the opposing fans, I'm talking to you. What are you going to do to be better? What do we have to do to be better? Raider therapy 101. 702-365-9200. At JT the Brick. Didn't do the live stream today for obvious reasons. Can't talk on the chat in between commercials and all that. So I won't do that. And the 49ers, 
man, 49ers blew this game. They could have crushed. They could have won this game 30-16. to 16. The muff punt, the fumble, the miss point after. You start adding that up, that's how you blow it. I don't think they choked. I don't think they choked. I just think the Niners weren't efficient. They weren't efficient with the game on the line, and they needed to be efficient. They had to put this game away early, and they didn't put the game away early because the Chiefs had nothing, literally nothing in the first half of that game. And then the other big pet peeve I have for Kyle Shanahan is he got away from running the ball in the third quarter when that was working. I don't know why you would change that. I don't know why Kyle would do that. Kyle's a good coach and play caller, but when the game gets tight, I think he gets a little bit tight too. And Brock Purdy's not going to outplay Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter in overtime. You nuts? He's a good player, but he's not going to outplay Patrick Mahomes. All right, Chris in West Oakland, as always, from a Bay Area perspective. Chris, start us off here on the flagship. What's happening? You know, JT, I don't need the therapy today like everybody else does. I won a fairly sizable bet yesterday along with my boy Big D. We both bet on the Chiefs, as you know. I wasn't rooting so much for the Chiefs as against the 49ers. I don't have to hear that stupid bang-bang Niner gang now for another year till they start off hot next year and the bandwagon rides full. I, I don't care that the Chiefs have won their fourth Super Bowl. I'm 57 years old. I want my team to get better. I'm not going to be like a Giants fan rooting against the Dodgers and talking crap on social media when my team couldn't get there. I respect the hell out of what the Kansas City Chiefs have done. And as far as the game yesterday, and I'm going to tie this into what the Raiders need to do moving forward, I'll tell you who I thought got let off the hook a little bit and bailed out was Andy Reid. Going into, they were shut out in the first half going into two minutes left when they went down and kicked the field goal. At that point, Mahomes had only thrown six passes. I'm watching the game, and I thought, did Andy Reid get the Raider playbook? Has he got Trent Dilfer? Why was the love affair of running the ball up the middle so many times on first and second down and setting up third and longs? But they hung around long enough, and at the end of the day, they won the game for one reason and one reason only, Patrick freaking Mahomes. When they finally had to turn the game over to him in the fourth quarter between his last two drives in overtime, I believe he was 18 out of 19 with the only incomplete pass being that back shoulder throw before they kicked the field goal to send the game to overtime. And I agree, JT, I, you, need a, you need a mobile quarterback. He extends plays with his legs. He does, whether you need five yards, whether you need 15, he has the ability to go, go, go beat them. But you still need a quarterback whose number one asset, which is Mahomes, his right arm or his left arm, if you go get a guy like that, that can throw the ball. The only quarterbacks that have beaten Patrick Mahomes in the postseason, Tom Brady and Joe Burrow aren't the most mobile guys in the world. But Mahomes has beaten Lamar Jackson. He's beaten Josh Allen. He's beaten Tua. He's beaten Jalen Hurts. You want to beat Patrick Mahomes, the Raiders have the golden opportunity, and this is what they need to do. Go get a young stud quarterback. Roll the dice. We're not going to take down the Chiefs with Aiden O'Connell. We're not going to take down the Chiefs with Baker Mayfield or Russell Wilson or another retread. You want to go – because here's the scary part, JT. The Chiefs have the youngest defense in the NFL, and Mahomes is 28. He's just now entering his prime. This guy is now putting the phenomenal physical ability along with everything he's got above the shoulders. It's all coming together, and we're not going to beat this guy with Aiden O'Connell or any other retread quarterback game-managing and playing defense. 
We need somebody to go toe-to-toe. And if you think it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, Penix, I don't care who the Raiders identify. They have to roll the dice and take the chance because it's going to be realistic. Looking at this Chiefs team, they ain't going anywhere. And I know the Raiders went in there and won on Christmas Day. That's not a sustainable model. You're not going to beat the Chiefs very often when your quarterback doesn't complete a pass after the first quarter. So, yeah, it sucked they won a Super Bowl in our building. But the flip side to that is the Raiders see firsthand exactly what they need to do. And if they don't learn from this and we go into training camp next year and Aiden O'Connell is even in the conversation as a starter, I don't have a whole lot of high hopes for the team. So go out and do what you need to do in the draft. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Screw you, bang, bang, Niner gangs. Thankfully, your bandwagon is done. I won't see the stupid flags and the fresh brand-new T-shirts for most of these people that couldn't tell you who the coach was before Bill Walsh. Screw the 49ers. I'm a happy dude. I had a lot of Crown Royal, a good cigar, and cashed a pretty good ticket yesterday, my friend. I'm glad you had a great week. It sucks that the Raiders had to leave Oakland, but let's be honest. Las Vegas and the Super Bowl seems like a match made in heaven, and if people don't understand that, they don't understand business. Thank you, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Chris in West Oakland starting it off. Yeah, he has to deal with them. He has to deal with them. I had a nice conversation on that topic with Jim Plunkett last night. He lives up there in Palo Alto at Stanford. Uh, Niners lose that game. The Chiefs win. Uh, this to me, I don't. I, I would have rather seen the Niners win. Wouldn't have had a problem with it. You know, I don't have to deal with it. It's okay. I want to see the Chiefs lose. Did not want the Chiefs to become a dynasty. They are a dynasty, and that changes a lot. This is one of the great teams of all time. For decades, the Raiders had three Super Bowl victories, and they should have had six or seven. And that's not an exaggeration. Five AFC championship games. You know the story. The Raiders should have like five or six in the bank. They had three for most of our lives, and the Chiefs had one. Len Dawson, Super Bowl four. Now they have four. They surpassed the Raiders with four, and they're a dynasty. I I, I know that I, I didn't think they'd get this far this year. I thought there were problems with the team in general. They had a lot of drops. I thought their personnel dropped off a little bit, and they won the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Buffalo, one of the toughest gauntlets of all time. Miami, who's injured, I'll give them a pass on that, but they beat Miami, they beat Buffalo, uh, in Buffalo, at Baltimore, and the 49ers. That's a hell of a run. That ain't a Patriot run. Remember the Patriots won all those six? They had a bye week, the Patriots always They played a dog in the second round, a dog, and then they just had to win one game, the AFC Championship game. Oh, at home, at home to go to the Super Bowl. They deserved the one seed, but they feasted on their division and won six Super Bowls. James is in Puerto Rico, Bobby claims, which is nice because he can hear us on the Raiders mobile app. Hello, James. Darn right. Uh, Jake, T, how are you doing? I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Yes. Uh, As your first question, I would say, you got to give props to the Kansas City Chiefs. It is what it is. But you know something? We have the opportunity also. I have hopes that we're going to make the team even better. And KC is going to have the Super Bowl pretty soon at their house. What will be the greatest scenario that we go to KC to have the Super Bowl and we win there? That would be, uh, how would you call it, a... Uh, why don't, we, why, don't we try, why don't we try to win the Super Bowl next year in New Orleans instead not, of some dream that's not going to happen? Why don't, we, why don't we try to win in New Orleans 
and all of that. But look, that would be perfect. Yeah, that would be perfect. Well, I think the Raiders and appreciate the call, James. Thank you. What the Raiders? What they need to do is my off season. I got to fill a lot of radio hours, a lot. Uh, that's a topic for the Raiders, what they do in the future. I know I asked you how this motivates the Raiders going forward. And I mentioned a mobile quarterback, but we got the entire offseason to talk about Raider moves and what they're going to have to do along the way. I want to thank a lot of our partners, but as we open this up, I want to thank Modelo, our partnership with Steve Gomez, who allowed my wife and I and a couple of my friends to come to the watch party, and it was fantastic. We had a great time at Trey's. No place I would have rather been. I wasn't going to that game. I had an opportunity for one ticket. My son went. My son had a great week, and I'm so proud of my son. If you've been following what I'm talking about with him and his job, he had a, a monumental weekend. I barely saw him. He was coming and going and hanging out with Shannon Sharp and all these other legendary Hall of Famers. He had a great weekend, and being on top of Dre's was phenomenal. When 50 Cent came out and did that set, I mean, there's no roof because we're outside at the pool. It felt like the roof blew off. The food was great. The cervezas were flowing. So thanks again to Steve Gomez, our team from Modelo for inviting us to that party, that Corona party, which was one of the better ones I've been to. And also I want to spend tomorrow, so today and tomorrow, on Las Vegas's reaction to the Super Bowl. A lot of people were blanking and moaning about F1. Oh, my God, F1. Oh, the traffic. I can't get anywhere. I get it. You're right. Super Bowl I thought was perfect other than the weather. The first couple of days, it was dicey, man. It was. It was dicey. It was cold and wet. On Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I started Sunday, and it was cold and wet, and then Vegas rallied. Yeah, I don't like it when it's this cold for Super Bowl. I don't mind if it's cold this week, but the weather's great today, and I thought that Vegas pulled it off. Now, if you had a problem with Vegas, traffic, restaurant, reservations, whatever, let me know. That's what we're doing today, a talk show. And for my voice, it will bounce. It's actually better than I thought, Bobby, as I know. The only highlight yesterday is that I'm at the party with Cisco having a cigar, and my wife goes, what are you doing? You, you know what your voice is going to be like tomorrow. But I'm like, yeah, I want, I want to have a nice cigar. It's the Super Bowl. And at that point, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose. They were down 10 nothing. Oh, I can't believe they came back and won. All right, when we come back, more of your reaction. I call this the aftermath. Kansas City, a dynasty. They celebrated last night with Taylor Swift, the trophy. Travis Kelsey singing Viva Las Vegas in our building. Uh-oh. I got a lot to say on this, and I know you do too. Raider Nation, unite. We got the right guy leading the way in Antonio Pierce because he didn't like what he saw. I know that. He didn't like what he saw, and he's going to lead the Raiders in the positive direction going forward. sounds like today playing with the chain smokers last night with his girlfriend and the chain smokers are playing taylor swift and oh 
Everyone's wearing Kansas City jerseys. I went to live for the first time last night over at Fountain Blue. Calvin Harris was there. We ended up going to that before we headed home. What a beautiful, beautiful resort that is. Fantastic to be here. JT, want to thank Grimaldi's, our lead sponsor for the Super Bowl. They stepped up in a big way. Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had. want to thank everyone at Grimaldi's. I sent a lot of people there over the last couple of years and over the weekend. When people wanted to have house parties, I said, go to Grimaldi's, get it to go, and they did. Thanks to Grimaldi's and their coverage of Super Bowl 58, proud partner of our show. Uh, thank you very much for all of that. So the Chiefs came into town. They won, and now they're going to head out of town. They're going to have a parade. They're going to do all that. But I noticed today <clears throat> the big storyline is about them potentially going for a three-peat. Three-peats are special. You want to be a real dynasty and no debate on the dynasty? And they're a dynasty now. You get a three-peat, and how about if they win three in a row, which I don't think they will. I think the Raiders have a chance to dethrone them. I do. I think the Raiders have a chance. They beat them last year. Oh, by the way, the Raiders lost to the Super Bowl champs, but they beat the Super Bowl champs in their building, which had a big effect on that organization for whatever. They kept calling it a wake-up call. They lost that game. It was a wake-up call to get them right again. It seems like they did. But they didn't play well throughout the playoffs, but they played clutch. I know you understand what I'm meaning. They didn't play well, but they played clutch. And that's the difference between Mahomes and Purdy. You know, that's why when Tom Brady, who never had a chance to play in this league, no chance. When he came in as a rookie, when Bledsoe got hurt, and he ends up going to the Super Bowl and winning it, you see how much of a better player he was than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's a nice player. He's not Tom Brady. And Kelsey, excuse me, Mahomes lost to Brady in a Super Bowl. The only one he lost is to Brady. It was good to see Joe Montana. It was great coming up on the show. We had a really good week, as Bobby reminded us. I think we had, and I'll say this on record, so if someone clips it from me, and it's it probably going to sound disrespectful, but I don't think it is. Me, by myself, I, me, had a better lineup the whole week than Fox Sports Radio or other places I worked for. No debate. not No debate. Sure, they had great guests, too. They got Emmett Smith. They got all the guys that I got, but I got them by myself. <laughs> and we got Stephen A. Smith, and we got everybody. So we had a banner week because of the work that we put in in advance setting up these guests to join us here. So I'm very proud of that. And it wouldn't have happened without Q if Q didn't get all the, sit, uh, the stuff set up. He had to go get it set up. And he was able to do that. And we were able to do that. So I wanted to say that on the record. We, on this show, had a better guest lineup, which matters at the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter today, but it matters. than Network Radio did from morning to night with eight or nine hosts. So congrats, Bobby, on you helping put that together. I didn't do anything. You know what I thought that was the greatest thing of the entire week, though? Mm-hmm. The segment with Michael Irvin and Eddie George. Yeah. That was classic. Yeah, we should play that at some point. We should play that for, at some point. I get, think I've got it actually stashed somewhere. Yeah, I think we, I we could will. pick it up. Yeah, well, that was good. We'll, we'll, if we need to break the glass and play something tomorrow, we'll do that. I'm getting out of town for a couple of days. My wife and I do that after every Super Bowl. We press pause. Uh, we feel blessed for our family and life. We get away, and then we come back and go, ooh, what are we going to talk about now? <laughs> the combine, free agency. It all, it all figures itself out once we get back. Uh, Jorge in San Jose, thanks for waiting. You're on the flagship of the Raiders. What do you got? Yo, JT, thanks for taking my call. You know, first off, um, hate to say it, you know, but congrats to the Chiefs for, for winning. You know, I – I picked them to win. You know, I'm from the Bay, and I called into your show a few mm-hmm. weeks ago saying that I just didn't want to hear the Niners 
um, the Niners just boast. And and honestly, here in the Bay, it's quiet, JT, and understandably sure so. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm I'm not saying anything like that. But you know, with all due respect to to the Niners organization under Kyle Shanahan, um, unless they're able to come back, which is a really hard thing, they're just they've been high level losers. And so that's all I can say with that. As far as the Chiefs go, you know, I thought it was classless that Travis Kelsey just went and bumped into Andy Reid and, and just, like, was yelling at him and everything. I know that the guy's got a big ego, but you just don't do that uh, with a head coach who's a Hall of Famer who, who pretty much dialed in all those plays. And I do agree that the, that the Raiders have a, a big task at hand. But, you know, as I was consoling my nephew, who's a Niners fan, um, yesterday, JT, you know, all I said was, don't worry, you know, I, I promise you that the Raiders will be the ones that dethrone the Chiefs for you. And, you know, it just got a, a nice little smile out of him, you know. And I just want to give you a shout-out and the whole Raider Nation radio for just um, keeping me entertained the whole week of the Super Bowl. Nice. I do believe that that the Raiders, uh, that, that Vegas is going to host. And, and I just want to get your early thoughts on how soon you think uh, Vegas is going to be on the circuit yeah. again. But thanks for taking Thank my you. call. Appreciate I know we've got a lot to do, yep. but, you know, we'll, Thank talk, you. we'll talk again. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate it. Very good question. Like, we had that guy from Puerto Rico say there's going to play a February Super Bowl in Kansas City. I mean, I don't know what he's on. I, what I believe is going to happen is this. There's a couple of cities you can't take the Super Bowl away from. Today, today they had the handoff to New Orleans, so they handed off the ball to New Orleans. New Orleans is always going to be that. Miami, great Super Bowl city. They're not going to lose it. Los Angeles is not going to lose it. I don't think L.A. is a great Super Bowl city because it's so spread out, okay? So Arizona yeah, Bobby, that's a good point. I would like to see Arizona start losing Super Bowls because they do a good job, too. And the weather's the weather's like this. It could be hit or miss. But Vegas has got to be in a rotation of every four years, not every six or seven. No, they got to be. Uh, Roger Goodell's going to look at this thing. He's going to look at the ratings and everything that they were able to do and all the eyeballs generated from the sphere, from all the casino resorts. I mean, last night you could have said after the Super Bowl, I want to go to Hakkasan, Omnia, Zuckett Resorts World, live at Fountain Blue. In those cities, don't even, some of those cities, New Orleans doesn't have one of those. You know, if you want to go down and dirty on Bourbon Street and do that, okay. At 2 in the morning on Bourbon Street, believe me, there's a lot of debris. But here, you mean you get the whole resort corridor. Hotels aren't a problem at all, restaurants. I think Roger Goodell is going to look at this and say, let's make sure Vegas is on this list every four years. Three years is tough, but every four years. And once that happens, that's two a decade. And yet we have to get two a decade because we're just better than that at doing this. Again, I want to make this clear. What Mark Davis did last night, I've never seen before. I, I, you know, One of my bosses was there who put it together. I go, how did you do this? They brought in 70 trucks to build out a concert hall. Normally, you know, you have a ballroom in a nice resort. You put up a stage. You put up a stage. That's it. And everybody sits in their seats and whatever and watches it. No, they built risers, VIP risers. The sound system was great. Our buddy Mark Chinook introduced all the acts there. And I just had a great time because it was the funny. It was funny singing along to songs in the 80s or 90s. And Mark put together his own band. Uh, three female musicians who knocked the roof off and performed there. So we had a lot of fun last night, but it would have been a lot more fun if the Raiders won the Super Bowl and played in it and wasn't the arch rival that crowned a dynasty. And very bizarre what happened there. I mean, a month ago, it did not look like Kansas City would be in the Super Bowl. And at the end of the first half, it didn't look like Kansas City would win this game. I'm not saying they're lucky. They just know how to finish. 
They're clutch. They know how to finish. Let's get some perspective from Raider Dave, who's out in Denver on the flagship. Hello, Dave. Hey, how's it going? First off, I just want to thank you and all the staff at 920. Between Amanda Valionis and you guys, the Raider content all week was just off the charts. There was so much entertaining uh, stuff to listen to and watch with all the all the uh, you know the stars and players and coaches and different folks that were on. It was just nonstop, and I I don't think and you know I, I, as you know I work in the industry. I've worked Super Bowls. I know how much work that is, and it it doesn't doesn't get thanked enough. But the presentation of all of it and how it came off was just stellar. And I'm sure you guys will have different ideas of how to do it better when it does come back around. I agree with you. In four in four years will be perfect. But uh, man, just a, just hats off. It was really, really good. You know, I think what I noticed between watching closely with the Raiders beating the Chiefs and what the defensive differences were between Bosa and 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 a lead defense and a and a max led defense was team speed. And you know, when they have the number on the Chiefs early in the early in the game. You know, Reed's going to bring out his icing on the cake plays, and a lot of that, as you know, is misdirection. Mm-hmm. So the team speed on the 49ers could not keep up. I think that as, as the Chiefs played yesterday, which probably was not their best game, I think the Raiders could have beat that team in that in that mm-hmm. environment. Um, I was not impressed with how San Francisco got away from the running game. I think they had them beat at the line of scrimmage. And it just looks like, again, like Buffalo, like the Ravens, these teams that have enough talent and wherewithal to beat the Chiefs end up getting away from what it is that they do best. And I just do not understand it. But as we move forward, I think the Raiders' team speed is going to be something that, again, will end up handling the Chiefs. I think they'll sweep them next year. I just need to see a faster linebacker and a faster safety. So there's a lot of, like, 10 or 12 you know, six foot one, six foot two, two twenty pound uh, safeties that are all in the four, four speeds. Man, I just hope they get one in the third, fourth round. And I believe that the Raiders will be even better than they did last year. Yeah, I think Chris is right. You can't, you know, rely on uh, somebody who's uh, a bit more of a statue than a running quarterback to handle the Chiefs again and again. But we all know that the Raiders do want to get a good quarterback, and I believe they will. So uh, for Raider fans and Raider Nation, the hope is out there. I think the Raiders have already uh, shown that they're the only ones in the last few weeks to show that they can handle the Chiefs, and I just think that'll come to fruition uh, next year too. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate the call. Uh, One of the things I want to go back to is the play that I said here at the end of the fourth quarter the end of the game, there was an opportunity for the 49ers to win the game. Right? They had the ball. They had to kick a field goal to settle. Remember, they kicked the field goal uh, after uh, Purdy's pass was short to Jennings on a play that he had to throw away on fourth and five at the Kansas City 35, 153 to go in the game. They kicked the field goal. Now, you, you give Mahomes that much time, you think you're going to get a field goal. But the play... That drove me crazy. It was first and 10 at the Kansas City 40. I mean, they're getting a field goal range. McCaffrey runs for five yards. All right, that was good. You gave it to your best player. It's second and five at the Kansas City 35. They need five more yards to win the Super Bowl. Five more yards, and they win the Super Bowl. Purdy pass short to Kittle. No gain. Why the hell was Kittle running a... a, a, a short route. All he had to do, it was second and five. Follow me here. Really important moment that I took note of. Second and five at the Kansas City 35. How much time? 
235 to go in the game. If Kittle runs an eight-yard out route, he catches it, the game could be over. It's a, it's first down. Now it's first down before the two-minute warning because it's 245. Kansas City has to use all of their timeouts, all of them. They, they Third and five, second and five, Purdy short right to Kittle, no gain. I stood there. I said, oh, my God, he checked down. Now, Kansas City had a pass rush. I went back and watched the game today. But I could not believe that Kyle Shanahan called that play. It might not have been the first option, but he didn't have Kittle run a deeper route just to get a first down. That would be six yards. Then on third and 15, two-minute warning. They come back from the two-minute warning. Brock Purdy incomplete to Jennings. Fourth and five, they kick the field goal to go up 19-16. And if you look at that, what happened next? Kansas City got the ball. What did Kansas City do? 11 plays, 65 yards in a minute. <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. They end, up, they end up tying the game, and they win in overtime. So a very important moment here on the show. San Francisco had the opportunity to go for the jugular and win the game in regulation, and they chose not to. Kyle Shanahan, the guy who blew the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, didn't have a second and five play that could have brought it to hand it off then. You don't, you don't have a play handed off to McCaffrey. I guarantee he gets three yards. Then you have third and two. Go for it. Third and two. This is to, t- to, to take the lead with the field goal. No balls, no guts, no glory. Kyle Shanahan. Oh, he's a brilliant play caller, JT. Really? He's a, play, a second and five? A second and five? They checked down a Kittle for no gain? That's the ball game. I was right. Right at that point, I said, that's the game. They don't have a play. They had no confidence. Kansas City's defense was playing very well. Give them that credit. Stop calling my show telling me Kyle Shanahan's a genius play caller. Stop. We saw him blow 28-3 to as the Atlanta offensive coordinator. We've seen him lose two Super Bowls. We had 10-point leads. Done. Bang, bang, Niner fan crap. Done. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but don't put him on the Mount Rushmore play callers. Please. You wouldn't do that for Josh McDaniels, and he had six Super Bowls. You didn't give him credit for one of them in New England. I know he wasn't a good coach with the Raiders. We know that. I'm talking about New England. They had him dead. All they needed was a six-yard first down. And they got George Kittle, and George Kittle isn't running a seven-yard out route. Game's over. If he gets, he falls on the ground. Game is over. Kansas City burns through all the timeouts. Niners kick a field goal with 48 seconds left. You do all that, and you have a chance to win the game. Thanks to Boyd Gaming. They have big events at the Orleans. Gold Coast. Boyd Gaming. Local, local, local. Tied to our show at Raider Nation Radio. Thanks to Boyd Gaming for being a proud partner of our coverage all year long. And the Super Bowl. Radio Ray did a great job with that. Want to make sure they know we thank them as we're thanking all of our partners for their coverage of Super Bowl 58 from the flagship of the Silver and Black. It is a 53-yard field goal for the lead with 157 to go in Super Bowl 58. The snap, good. The put-down, good. The right-footed kick is up, and it is perfect. San Francisco has taken the lead in Super Bowl 58 with 153 to go.
on a 53-yard field goal, 1916 Niners. And Patrick Mahomes readies himself and his offense on the Chiefs' sideline with 1.53 left in regulation. Kevin Harlan on the call for Westwood One. See, they kicked that field goal because they came up short, and it was a long field goal. If they pick up the first down on second and five, the game's most likely over. Most likely over. Kansas City would have to use all their timeouts, a two-minute warning, and it, I think Kansas City would have had to take chances. They would have had to stuff the box because San Francisco could have been running, and Kyle couldn't do it. I give credit to Chris Jones and Kansas City and Steve Spagnola. But they had a chance. The Niners had a chance to win the game, and they settled for a field goal late because they could not extend that drive when they were inside the Kansas City zone. I thought that was the entire key to the game. That would have given San Francisco the Super Bowl. Big Al in San Francisco in the heart of the city. What's the reaction like up there, Al? You know, I was at, went to a local bar to watch the second half after watching the game with a friend at the first half. And I saw what was happening, and I was the only person there who was not dressed in 49er gear, so I kept my mouth shut. And I saw what was happening. I told the bartender to give me to get me the check. And right when uh, when Hartman caught the ball, the whole place went absolutely silent. You could have heard a pin drop. And I said, I'm getting out of here because I don't know how people are going to react after that. So I, you know, I paid out my bill, left. There was nobody on the roads. Drove right home at what would have taken me 20 minutes. I got home in about 10. And this morning, there was nobody out in front of my house. Normally, people walk up and down from my place to the Marina Green to go for their you know, their exercise and whatnot early in the morning. Nobody was out. And when I was out this after, or late, at, late late morning, nobody's wearing 49er gear. It was like it was like a morgue. Um, you know, it's like, okay, it's probably a little, taking a little bit too seriously. But it was very interesting to see that all these people who were walking around in red, in, you know, red T-shirts yesterday were nowhere to be found. And anything I saw on social media amongst my friends was was not very flattering to the uh, to the coach, which I thought was unfair. Yeah. But um, yeah. I thought the first half was terrible. Yeah. I thought the second half and overtime were thrilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a shame that the 49ers fans handle things the way they do. Thank you, Big Al. That's a real good analysis. The first half was terrible, and the second half was very exciting which will make for a memorable Super Bowl for Las Vegas. I think people will look back and say, yeah, it was an overtime thriller. It was. But the first half was brutal. That was not an entertaining game. Not a lot of people loved that. I thought Usher did a good job. We'll get into that today and tomorrow. I was with Johnny Katz, our entertainment insider. He's talking to everyone in town. He was with the Chiefs last night at their victory party. We'll try to get him in. Harry Ruiz is going to be in for me at the middle to the end of the week as I take a little short trip. Uh, for the, what is it, President's Weekend, Bobby, coming up here? Yeah, so forget. But we're going to get out of here for a couple of days and then come back and dive into the Raiders off season. But good news is coming. Good news and better news is coming. I see everybody who's there. I'm going to get you on the other side. I'm going to get to the calls. And then we're going to go through the highlights of the game. I don't play 49er highlights here. We don't because we're the Raider flagship. We'll go to Westwood One. We'll play their sound bites and get that out of the way. Take a look back at the game and take your calls the rest of the way. Good to be here on a Monday. I thought Vegas did an unbelievable job. I really do. I thought Vegas shined. Maybe you disagree. I'm biased. I like when great things happen in this city. What was your reaction to the Super Bowl here? How did it look? How did it feel other than the Chiefs crowning a dynasty? 